back to the podcast, guys, which this is a sort of a monthly thing I'm looking at doing called On We News Dump, where me and a cool guest from YouTube or the internet or otherwise, we talk about the internet's news in the past month. So for this past month of, I think it's September, I don't know what month we're in, yes, it was September. Young Crip, my good old crippled friend, coming together and we're talking about a bit of Jake Paul, a bit of KSI, a bit of PewDiePie. A bit of the n-word so yeah enjoy um i'm here with um young crip we're back you're back on the podcast this is your i think it's your third i think it's your third episode because we did the one-on-one we did the one with cole and then you're back yeah yeah, yeah it's me what's up <laughs> how's how have you been how's how's life ah oh, man it's doing a lot better uh i think the since the first time we talked I don't remember. I know my first video was out, uh, and I was growing at that point, but now it's gotten, not not like insanely out of hand, but way more than I thought at the time, uh, to like where it is right now. Definitely some, some bigger, uh, numbers, whatever you want to call it, feels a, it's a bit more inspiring, gave me that bit of motivation to keep going. You've been putting out some. You've been good at some great stuff. Like I've been watching each and every one. Like your help, your your advice video, which is pretty damn inspiring. And then I love the tales from the crip. Just some. Thank you. Crazy, crazy <laughs> shit. Honestly. I don't like. That's my thing. I don't have a lot of stories, but the few that I do, I do know that are are like really worth telling and worth like a good laugh. <laughs> and the, and that's what it's all. That's what it's all about. Having a good laugh. And I think, like, yeah, you're really, like, as, you know, I've told you before many times, you're very well spoken. And um, I think sort of like that story time, like, it's not that stated story. It's like your own your own swing on that story time thing. Like, it's like you're not telling the story about, like, how I got um, molested by my Uncle Pete. Or yeah, something like exactly. that. But then, like, yeah, so it's, it's, it's funny because I'm actually, I'm on your channel right now. And it's like that latest video, it's clickbait, but it's not at the same time. Do you know what I mean? It's really, mm-hmm. like, if it's, if it's clickbait, it's not, is that, is that the definition of clickbait? Like, that like time, it's, it's, that I'm time around, sure I did clickbait. try to make it, uh, to make it, and make it a little bit clickbait, because I wanted to see, it was also a bit of an experiment, because uh, I wanted to see the difference between a clickbaity kind of title, and something that I probably would just, like I did before, and Surprisingly enough, uh, this one didn't get as many views as the other ones, and I, and I can kind of respect that. I did it as kind of a joke as well, just like a haha, kind of dumb. But uh, it wasn't like I misdirected people, like a lot of clickbaity shit, like oh, girlfriend dumps me on Valentine's Day, and then you watch the video, and it's she didn't dump him. It was just a dumb thing where she thought about doing it, and she was like, I was ready to dump you for blah blah blah. So it didn't actually happen. And that's clickbaity to me. Where my title was like, a clown tried to kill me on my birthday in the hospital while I was dying. And all those things did kind of happen to some extent. It's just, I was on drugs at the time. Hospital drugs, so it was legal. <laughs> so, like, it's... What I was going to say was about, like, all these daily vlog, Like, most of these daily, daily vloggers, like that, that Tanner Fox kid and mm. like even your jake pauls and all that it's just clickbait after clickbait after clickbait 
And it's just like I, w- I used to watch. Like I thought Tanner Fox was pretty cool. Like he was a cool kid, putting out decent vlogs. You know, just keeping up. And then I noticed every single video in my subscription feed by him is very clickbaity. Like there's one we have big news and his girlfriend's holding a stomach and there's a baby emoji. And then there's oh my I bought my best friend a broken car. WTF? <laughs> oh, just saying goodbye to his hair. His friends shaved his head. Three girls, one vacation with a like the wet emoji and the yeah. sort of like um the seedy emoji as I like to call it. And they're all getting yeah, okay, yeah, I get fuckload of views. Yep. What? It's it's is that the only way to make it big? Just clickbait? Ah, uh, man, the the it's so crazy to think about the the way the tides have changed with YouTube. It goes through a fucking cycle all like just every so often that it changes what will bring in the views because at one point um I remember do you remember when reply girls were a thing? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Like, you had the Reply Girl era, you had the, like, even the early days when, like, animation was able to get money and, like, was, you you could make some decent uh, amount of money from animation on YouTube, and then it was commentary, and it still kind of is to some degree, but now with the Adpocalypse, you gotta be a little little weary, it's not so much more, it's, like, vlogging. Uh, And to... (sighs) I guess to me, a lot of the the reason people change up their style or things keep coming in and out is it's it is it boils down to money. Uh, it I, I feel like a a bit of a dick saying it out loud because it's a very not okay thing I think to say. But I never really felt bad for any YouTuber that was like, "Oh, guys, I'm gonna have to quit YouTube because I'm not making any money." I don't feel bad for those guys because to me it was a very stupid kind of decision to invest all of your financial like earnings into a platform that is very well known to be unstable as fuck. Well, that's exactly right. Like, there's way to diversify things. Like, you know, the like like a YouTube revenue, mm-hmm. it might like it like it's it's unstable as you said. Um, there's heaps of different revenue, like, you know, even like, for example, even Twitch, like, let's say you're streaming on Twitch all the time and you're getting all this money from it. That's unstable. You never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. It wasn't, but what isn't unstable is your actual fan base. Like, you know, selling merchandise or selling, um, a subscription service or your Patreon and stuff like that. And people like people make it seem like I hate when people think that Patreon is a dirty a dirty word or a dirty thing. Yeah. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No, and I totally agree. And you're right, though. It does have, like, a, a dirty thing behind it because, uh, for example, me, uh, I don't... I've not made one cent off of YouTube itself. Uh, haven't collected any earnings because it's just... Like, altogether, I think the last time I checked... There was like 10 bucks, maybe. And, you know, like, cool. I'm not, you know, whatever. I, it, but to me, I did YouTube because I liked it. I thought it was something I could do. And I feel like I'm, I'm confident and good at it. it to my own degree. And I can only get better. Um, but there are some people that only do YouTube because they're hoping to get money. And I think 
your content really shows your intentions, what you're doing it for. If you're doing it for money, your content's going to show. If you're not, if you're doing it because you have passion and there's love behind it, that also shows. Because as long as you enjoy doing what you're doing, I think people can respect that. And that's why so many people hate, like, uh, you know, the, the daily vloggers that really force a fake positivity. Because it's like, that's not what real life's like. If I even thought about, uh, I, I put it on the back burner right now for multiple reasons, but it was an idea for a video where I just went through with uh, the energy, the visual aspect of like a typical Jake Paul vlog, but like my actual life, what I really do. Because all I really do, I wake up, I stay in bed for like a few hours until like maybe 11, 12. I get up, I eat, I watch at least maybe three hours of TV, like three good episodes or something, and then I stay on my computer for the rest of the fucking day. <laughs> See, that's a good yeah. that's a good video idea. Because it's, it's funny how oh, vlogging is bad. Jake Paul is bad. Extremely bad. My brother, man, my brother is such the stereotypical, like, what people love to hate and make fun of, and I feel so bad for him. Because if any of the community, like, saw my little brother, they would just be like, oh, you, you poor, you poor bastard. Because <laughs> he, he's a Jake Paul fan. He, I mean, he, he loves uh, just a anything that, like, you, you think an, an eight-year-old, like Rick and Morty, that, you know, screaming Pickle Rick, he is that kid. He, it, it's oh, just, no. like, so painful to see. <laughs> and uh, it's, we do have that influence like whether or not we believe it we do influence like these kids uh, and uh, it, i i love to see what he will be in the future because jake paul is like a real big thing for him he watches every one of his vlogs and every he tries to act like him and everything that like forced positivity it is it's like i want to tell him like that you know that's not how people are but like he he's convinced that that's what real life is jesus christ that is sad like I you know. wonder how kids are going to grow up like if you like okay this is actually an excellent segue because like you know you're on the podcast but this we actually mm -hmm. do have a bit of a a topic and it's this is a i'm gonna do we're gonna do a bit of an on me news dump and we're gonna look back at the past month on youtube and all that sort of stuff and my first yep. topic here is the great man that is jake paul and he's had a very eventful, even even the last few months have been crazy with Jake Paul. Like the big thing is the whole FaZe Banks thing and the big yeah. beef with him, which I still don't know if it's real or fake. Yeah, a, a lot of people stopped caring. <laughs> they just did not. It, it started with like everybody and their mom having to fucking share their input on the situation. And then once it got... It almost felt like once it hit Fox News, I think that's where it went. It went to some mainstream news source, mm -hmm. and then everybody stopped caring. I, I don't know why. Well, I can tell you why. Cause you know why? People didn't fucking care. No one really cared. Because it was just, it, you could, there was just something so, like, fake. I guess the word's fake. Because, like, yeah. you know, it's, it, from the beginning, like, and there's so many little hints it made it seem like it was fake. For people who don't know what actually happened. So, I don't know. It was So, there was FaZe Banks at a club. And then, 
there was Jake Paul and his buds and his team 10 and all whatnot and his girlfriend with Erica Costell, I believe her name is, and apparently he closed, I, I don't know if it was clotheslined or he like put his arm around her, I can't remember the exact detail of it, but then apparently he like, he choked her and apparently they pressed charges against him. We have never seen the actual like um in like because there was some sort of document I believe and because it was on one of Jake Paul's vlogs, it was a document. I think it was something like. Do you remember what the document was exactly that they had been hiding, or like that they wouldn't show to the camera because it was obviously it was like a police, uh, statement thing. They were like, "Well, we have uh, a statement from the police. Like, it's a real thing. It's really happening. We're we're gonna go to court and everything." But they never showed it. I guess. Because it wasn't, it was fake. Like it was, it's, it got to the point where it was just obviously fake. But at the same time, it's like, like, but like, what was the fake bit? Was it fake between FaZe Banks and Jake Paul? Or was it like, they, they, did they come up with this together? Or was this Jake Paul faking it to hurt FaZe Banks? I'm really not sure exactly what it was. Because I remember right. seeing Logan Paul was in one of FaZe Banks' vlogs, or the other way around, FaZe was in, Banks was in um, one of Logan Paul's. There's too many Pauls. There's too many shitty vloggers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but <laughs> but FaZe was in Logan Paul's vlog, and they hung out. And this was like two days after Logan was talking with Jake Paul, like, oh, yeah, FaZe Banks, you choked Erica. Like, what an arsehole. Here's the police report, waving it around. I don't know what the fake aspect is. Like, it's obviously fake. There's something not real about it like he oh yeah but like did he actually choke like okay it was okay it's been proven that he didn't choke her like the bruise was fake yeah i believe, I believe so. that's correct isn't it yeah so what's the fake bit what do you think is the fake bit like do you think it was a conspiracy like do you think it was con sorry con do you think it was conspired between jake paul and phase banks or was this jake paul trying to hurt phase banks or what do you think um i <laughs> If I had to say anything, I think it was uh, just a person, whether it be FaZe or Jake, just uh, seeing a situation that could get some attention, whether it be good or bad. That's the thing. I think a lot of people misunderstand because uh, I think Cabos made an update video on like, how come Jake Paul is still a thing after all that that we just brought up? And the reason why is because, good or bad, attention is still attention. And that brought in a lot of people. Like, it brought in everybody from Phrase Bank that didn't care about Jake Paul and Jake Paul. Vice versa. Brought a lot of people over to Phase and his crew. So, th there wasn't really a bad outcome from any of this. Uh, it, it just got more popularity from that people. Uh, and it's hard to say which aspect is fake. Uh, who, if was it planned, was the, you know, uh, Jake crew at fault? Was it fucking FaZe who did actually, maybe he did do something. Who, like, it, but either way, it's like, I don't understand why that, uh, why it had to grow to the point it was and then there being nothing. Because those are very, it's a serious subject. Domestic violence is a, like, real fucking issue uh and to to manipulate that just to gain from it even if like if it is fake on both sides people 
should feel bad. People need to be fucking shamed. It's pretty. It's pretty disgusting that yeah. they, like, it. It's a real thing. People get mm-hmm. like women get beat by men every single day around the world, and like you know you can make jokes about like obviously you know there's dark humor, there's dark humor and everything, and you can make yeah. jokes about things. But this was just a ploy. It was just drama to create yeah. buzz around both channels. Like I don't know, like to create around one of them, or they came together and to create buzz around both but regardless it's pretty disgusting it leaves a bad taste in my mouth oh absolutely it's it's sad that this is uh the the way uh to get views and attention followers subscribers whatever you want to call it it's uh it's a really sad pathetic way but it is efficient nonetheless have you seen the video speaking of like jake paul have you seen the videos of all the kids outside of his house yeah, that's fucking, it's so weird. I would not pride myself in my career if, like, all it was was just a bunch of underage girls hanging outside my house. Like, I, I, I would have to kind of rethink my my whole, like, angle as a career content creator, you know? If, if that's the majority of my fan base, because I'm going to feel a little fucking weird about it. Do you think there's a difference between Jake Paul and his underage audience and, say, Justin Bieber and yeah. his underage audience? What's the difference then? Um, to me, I think it's all about your market, your the way you market yourself. Justin Bieber, I think, has changed his marketing aspect. He's definitely matured a bit in in his matter, whether or not you like him. That's that's for you. But uh, at, at the beginning of his career, he was the the teen heartthrob, the the cute boy with the you know the fringy haircut, and uh, he and that's thing about love. And now he's, like, the older, sexy guy with, like, abs and tattoos. And, like, uh, he, he still sings about love, and, but, like, in a different way. In that way of, like, uh, mature. Not like, oh, we're going to run away and be happy together. More like, it's more mature. Where Jake Paul, yeah. the way he markets himself, is, like, very targeted towards the, the enter- entertaining younger kids. Because no, no grown adult that I know of is legitimately watching Jake Paul unironically. Like, no, uh, nobody does that. You know who does? A lot of children. Because it's very flashy. It's very in your face. It's loud. It's obnoxious. thing that kids love. No, that's, and that's exactly right. And it's like, now that I think about it, sort of Justin Bieber, there's nothing wrong with being a teen heartthrob. No. It, and it's like, that's how he was marketed, and it's not like he was doing anything wrong. You know, that's just what he was like really the fault on that sort of fan base are the kids themselves like kids will be kids yeah but like say with jake paul's audience kids will be kids but he's sort of like influencing a lot of that behavior oh absolutely like that whole like that negative like the the everyday bro and the i'm trying the you know what do you mean the fault the fake positivity and all that sort of stuff it's just like it creates this, but like I guess even like the Justin Bieber stuff, it creates a false world. But like you know, like a, a, the fa- a false narrative of this is how the world works, this is how love works, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. But Jake Paul is a daily blogger, and it's a bit different. It's as if it's real, sort of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. No, that's exactly it. Because kids are under the impression that this is what he he is, and that's a thing that they they can't understand. It's that they are giving you what they want you to see. He, he gives you 
the the good shit. He doesn't show, you know, the the moments where he's, you know, depressed or sad or that it that goes with anything like social media in general. Uh, it, it's you don't see life; you just see the good aspects of life. Uh, there was uh, I can't remember. I think it was some director that compared like uh, his wife's goal or his wife's work as a highlight a highlight reel at like the Oscars, and you only saw him at his best, the best work that he's done. In all actuality, he he went through a lot of failures, a lot of disappointments, a lot of like, no, you can't do that, no, you can't make this, to get to that point where he was like praised and loved. So. These kids don't understand that a lot of, you know, life is disappointing and depressing and, and hard. But you can get through that. That's the thing, you know. You don't see that from that's them. A, no, exactly. And it's the same thing with, like, for example, like, making it on YouTube. Like, it seems, sometimes it seems like, okay, that the story of Jake Paul is that he made Vines and got big and then made YouTube videos and got bigger and now he's a millionaire. And, like... Yeah all the kids think they can do the exact same thing and they get their hopes up and they don't understand that that's not how it works. Nobody no. is an overnight success no, whatsoever. It's, it's hard. Well, maybe, it. maybe bad baby with her new, I have, you know, she, she I, oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, she like, that's, that's a quick, I guess that's like, you know, she was, it's not an overnight success really. Like, you know, she did all this stuff and then she was just, at the right place, at the right time, and said the right thing at yeah. the right time, became no, a meme, and now she's signed to Atlanta. Oh, one of the big record labels, which is ridiculous. It's yeah, a, it's a sh- marketing ploy. I I have such like a, I guess it's a mixed opinion on her. I don't like her by any means. Like I think uh, the fact that she's famous is absolutely disgusting and gross, and it's ugh. but. I will admit that people that often I see personally complain about her. Um, ultimately, it kind of comes from a place of like, I work hard. I, I put a lot of dedication and love to, to what I do, but I don't have that attention. Why not me? And that kind of attitude, I guess, leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Because like, it, if I had to read into it, I think it's a whole... I could be bitter at the world and everybody for being, like, healthy and, you know, it, like, being able to walk, I guess. Uh, basic shit. And, uh, but that won't get me anything. That's not gonna, uh, what you need to do is work harder. Do, do shit. Because that's the thing. Um, bad baby, Danielle Bergoli, she got famous by doing, uh, her, I guess, herself? By saying ridiculous, dumb shit, being a bad little kid. And whether or not you like it, it it happens. It's easy to get fame in that way. But not a lot of people want to degrade themselves. And that's okay, because, hey, I don't want to do that either. But if you you do it that way, you're going to get famous in some degree. You know, bad attention, good attention, it's still attention. That's that's the game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's attention. That's how... That's why Jake, like, that's why Jake mm-hmm. Paul is so big, because he did all this stuff to get attention. Faze Banks, same thing. Same with Rice Gum. Same with the whole. Remember, the, do you remember the rice? How Rice Gum and Fousey Tube faked a fight, 
Yeah. And it was like, they released a video afterwards, like, this is why, like, this is a commentary on how it's so easy to, I don't know, what was it? It was like, it's so easy to, like, um, create fake, fake drama. Yeah. And, like, how people just buy into it straight away. And it's funny, they released a video and, like, I guess it, they meant well and they had a reason behind it. But, yeah, like... it made sense. It's, like, I got the message yeah. they were saying, but the way they did it was, like, okay, shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't like it. Like, it was a bit... Yeah, it left a, it left a sour taste in my mouth. It's like, this is how you're going to do it? And I don't really like rice gum whatsoever. He seems like a bit yeah. of a pretentious teenager because he's only like what 19 something like that oh yeah i mean what can you expect but being that popular that young at that age you know like yeah that uh like speaking of like he's 20 years old he is and but like imagine if imagine if you came up through like you were that big you had millions Mm -hmm. of subscribers and you were like living in the public eye and everybody's watching every single video every single tweet every single post every single thing you do It'd be like you're going to make mistakes. It's same with it's the same with any like child star. Oh, absolutely. Quote unquote. Yeah, I, actually, it's kind of cool. Have you uh, by any chance seen uh, Bo Burnham's newest special, Happy? I have. Yes, I have. I think the ending to that probably speaks perfect. It speaks volumes on what it is to be famous, popular, whatever. Uh, at, in today's society because it's saying you know everybody looks up to those people because uh, we are born in a world that says hey uh, your voice matters your opinion matters you, you're a unique individual with your own voice but as we get older you know we realize that it's not that way we're really not that different we're really not that special uh, and there are a few handful of people that have that popularity that get that voice to echo louder than normal and we look to those people to say hey i like what they have to say i'm gonna look up to them but they in doing that they forget that we're the same we're just people we make mistakes we're we're just as lost and confused as everyone else trying to get behind like everyone else too so having that pressure put on you when you are famous uh it's like it's it's i don't know the word uh puts a lot of pressure on you and it's very scary uh, i i know for a fact that if i ever hit that level it would put a lot of like mental toll on me because i don't know if i could handle being like somebody's idol like that because i know i'm not perfect no exactly it, there's just so much there'd be so much pressure being in the mm-hmm. public eye and trying to live up to everybody's expectations exactly. and that like that the ending of that special it links to the ending of his what special where this mm-hmm. uh, we think we know you because like you know everybody thinks they know that everybody thinks they know somebody from their their public persona you know, you don't know how I feel. I don't know how you feel necessarily. I don't know how all these different creators feel. Like, I don't know. People have feelings too. And people don't think people take that into consideration either. A lot of the time, they just treat them as this. Like, it's the same thing with Jake Paul. Like, you know, he might have feelings. Like, he do- okay, obviously he has feelings. But he might yeah. have, like, he might feel bad about a lot of the stuff he's done. 
mm-hmm. and it's like he did that on like on the HC podcast. He was talking about like how he felt bad about some stuff, like the post Malone stuff and a bunch of this other stuff. And then you know, in um, everyone just says, "Oh, it's just you trying to make yourself look better," and it's like you can't win. Like yeah. I feel bad there, for him in that sense. No. Like he could be a genuine person. Exactly. That that's the thing a lot of people forget, and they don't keep in mind with a lot of the things is that at the end of the day. People are people. People have feelings. People are going through their own struggles. They have their own demons. Uh, whether or not you think they do or not, like popularity and fame doesn't mean shit. Depression and existential dread are still like real things. Like that that search for happiness is like within us all. You know, it it doesn't stop. It doesn't go away just because you're popular. It, it's still there forever. Yeah, it's ridiculous that people think, people just jump to conclusions everything. And that's how people are always going to be. Yeah. You're not going to be able to change how people are. Not at all. No. Um, I wanted to talk about KSI, mm-hmm. who is, oh, just everything with KSI. So he's had the bit of the beef. We'll start off with his beef with Joe Weller. So did you see the whole, so they're having a boxing match at something? I don't know what the event is. Joe Weller KSI boxing match. Really? Wait, they're they're doing a. Ch- I think it's. I believe it's a charity box- boxing match. Oh, okay. Some sort of thing. They're doing it February next year. Okay. And did you have you seen the video or what happened on stage during their? They had like a. I don't know. You know how in the UFC how they have like the standoffs and they have like a big press conference. Yeah, yeah. And they have like the two. F- yeah, they they did something like that, and. Oh, that's what they're doing. They're fighting at, at an upload event in in the UK. And so what happened was they were, you know, trash talking, et cetera, et cetera. And Joe, oh, KSI said something about his, the fact that Joe Weller was like, oh, do you need drugs to, to get to, to get better or to fight? And he's like, are you talking about my depression? Because he used to take pills for, he used to take antidepressants. And like in the, the moment, KSI was like, yeah, like blah, blah, blah. And then KSI released an apology video saying, like, he wasn't trying to talk bad about people who take antidepressants and people who are depressed. But, like, Joe Weller took it seriously. Like, because they, be, they used to be friends. And I don't know if this is fake beef. I don't know if this is real beef. But the fact that KSI, like, during that, he mentioned the fact that Joe Weller used to be depressed and ta- took antidepressants mm. just to make it a bigger thing. Like, if, they, if that wasn't mentioned... I don't think anybody would give a fuck about KSI and Joe Weller having a boxing match. Not at all. Right. I get what you're saying. Like, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. So they, yeah, they, they, what was it? So K and so KSI, yeah, KSI released a video afterwards trying to apologize about it. And then Joe Weller responded. And then there's (laughs) now this beef back and forth on Twitter. But the fact, like, they used depression... Well, K- I don't know if it was both of them, as I said. I don't know if it was both of them who sort of planned this. But KSI using depression as a way to get attention on the fight. As I said, if this didn't... If nothing like this happened at the press conference, nobody would give a fuck. Yeah. So it's interesting, like, KSI using depression as a, as a marketing strategy, yeah. as a ploy for people to be interested... It's a bit sad. It really is. No, it, it definitely is because the, the, there's a whole stigma on 
mental health. I think in general around the world, but at least here in America, I can tell you that mental health is not as, uh, I guess, on the forefront of what people are taking care of, what they should be. Uh, and it's got an ugly stigma. There's still a lot of, like, even just uh, a few weeks ago, uh, there was this, like, famous kickboxer. I don't know who he is. I don't know. But I just know he was famous from kickboxing, uh, going off about how he didn't believe in depression. He thought depression wasn't real. And that people that were depressed didn't do anything to fix their life and blah, blah, blah. And, it like, that really, really fucking ticked, ticked me off. Uh, I, I think, to me, there aren't really a lot of things that legitimately piss me off. And, like, ignorance is one of them, though. Uh, so to hear that, it's just like, wow, you're, you're just gonna disregard, like, millions of fucking people that go through, like, a struggle that is, like, they don't want, nobody wants to fucking be depressed. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so baffling to me. Uh, and so, like, when, when things like this are, are said about depression, it makes the people that are suffering with depression feel like shit, you know? It's, it's ugly. Like, there is, and I've experienced it with different people that I've known, that there is a difference between being, feeling depressed and feeling sad and actually being depressed. Absolutely. And being clinically depressed. Yes. People, you know, play it up, I'm sad, I'm depressed, leave me alone, give me a, um, you know, give me a, a free card because, you know, I'm going to get through this and this and this because I'm depressed, I'm sad, life's so hard. And I've had people like that, for example, when I was in year 12. And I was graduating school and I was our final year and we had our final exams. And one of the girls, you know, she was so stressed out. She was so sad that she got to have special treatment and she got to take her exam in a separate room from everybody else. Like, because she was like so stressed out about people being around her and taking exams. How do you think everybody else feels? Yeah. Everyone else is stressed out about the same thing. Absolutely. People like play it up, play it up like it's, Nothing, but it's a big thing. I've got family members who are severely depressed and they can't even get their, some of them can't get their lives together. Yeah. Their places that are a mess and all that sort of thing. Like, it's a real thing. They don't know what to do. No, and, and you know, it's, it's very, you're right. Uh, there's a huge difference between, uh, I, I say feeling sad and anxious and being clinically depressed because uh, I think with, the worst case scenario for anybody with depression is suicide, and it's a terrible fucking thing. Um, I've I've lost good friends because of their depression, and they chose that route. And I I hate to live in a world where somebody who's like, oh, I thinking about taking this exam is just like really scary to me, and like I I think it's just making me depressed. I think I have depression as compared to like people that I'd been really close to not be able to physically get out of bed and like love themselves because they're just like, I, I can't be happy. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like there's, there's nothing related to those things. It's just different circumstances, different things. And they're both valid. That's the thing. They both are valid. I'm not saying one is not okay. And the other one is okay. It's everybody has their struggles. I get that, but there's different ways to go about treating them and you can't compare them. No, exactly. You really can't. You can't compare those sort of things. It do, it doesn't help anybody. No. People. Some people need legitimate help. Yes. And I think people take that for granted. 
people don't understand that people don't understand that the a normal person can't help a depressed person a lot of the time some people think like okay i'm here for you you'll be okay that doesn't work it's not as simple as that it's really not and and exactly so to take that like that that all of this just to make it about yeah we're gonna be fighting anyway so like yeah it's it's just oh pathetic sad gross It, it really is it's I'm, this is making me sad thinking about this because I know people, and it's like he made a joke. It felt like he, they KSI made a joke out of it, and well, this is then again, this is the same KSI who said who left YouTube for a long time and came back and said, "Oh, I'm sick of all these clickbaity videos and like people getting big off like doing of drama and all this stuff." And a few months later, he's doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So I really have no respect for somebody who does stuff like that. Like, obviously, opinions yeah. can change, blah, 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 but do you know what I mean? Like, you're falling into the same trap that everybody else did to stay relevant. Like, mm-hmm. none of these big creators like Jake Paul and KSI and even Logan Paul and FaZe Banks and all that sort of stuff, they are big creators, but they're not necessarily respected. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. like I respect PewDiePie, but I don't respect Jake Paul. To an extent, I respect H3, but I don't respect Ricegum. They're all huge creators, but they're people that you can't necessarily respect for their for their moral behavior on how they market themselves and how they get big. Because they're just sad. There's no, a way to do it, right. and there's a way not to do it. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting. And it's it, interesting yeah, how... Right. Do people do that? Yeah, because yeah, like, with... with um. With, with, like, PewDiePie and H3H3, they, they are very down-to-earth people, I feel. I don't know them, obviously, but they definitely give a good, uh, like, they put themselves out there in a way that feels humbling and uh, just good people. Whereas, like, uh, KSI and Ricegum and those people, they they very, like, arrogant, very just self-centered, uh, ugh. I'm not saying they're bad people, but it's just like you, like you said, the way you market yourself and the way that you show who you are really shows. And like fame and popularity, uh, in order to gain that, a lot of people think like, oh, it's it's hard to become famous. And to some degree, it is definitely. I I, I do agree, but it can also be easy if you don't have dignity and you don't care about your self image, because at that point, it's all things are out the fucking window. Most people are do have standards and do have like some self, you know, respect. Uh, but those few people that don't often can go farther. I mean, look at like uh, Danielle Bergoli, bad baby. She, I mean, there's no denying whether or not you like her or you don't like her. The way she is marketed is a badass little fucking piece of shit kid, and uh, and everybody looks at her and it's like, wow, that that's disgusting. Are you kidding me? But either way, the way it is, is that you are giving her attention. People are now talking about her. So it adds up to fame. And that's what it boils down to. Most good people don't get famous. That's exactly right. And that's how, like, it's, 
that's how they get big. It's, it's all about attention, as we said before. It's all mm-hmm. about the attention you have. So speaking of PewDiePie and H3, yeah, as we all know, PewDiePie said the N-word. Yes. And there's people have mixed opinions on it. What's your opinion on PewDiePie saying the N-word? Oh, um, so I guess it it should boil down to like the word itself, because man, I know a lot of people that say context matters, context doesn't matter. Uh, that argument, if if you ask me, context is really important because. To me, it's just a word, but that's a thing. I'm not black, I, so I, I my opinion is mine, but I can't speak for the world because whether or not any of us want to admit it, it is an ugly word for you know that community, those those people, and I can understand why somebody could hear that word and be really uncomfortable with it. So, and maybe that's just because I'm a bit more, I, I get. It's not that I'm super PC. It's just I don't want to upset people in a in a way. I'm not an asshole. I don't go out of my way to be a dick. Uh, so I kind of care whether or not I I hurt somebody's feelings. But I also understand that it, it is just a word. The context is important. Uh, he said it in a way that was very aggressive, and it was uh, the hard R. Uh, <laughs> it was out of anger, but it wasn't because the person was black. It was like if anybody has played games within the last 10 years, and was in an Xbox Live party while playing Modern Warfare 2, that word got fucking thrown around like crazy. That word became, that, I'm desensitized to the N-word. Like, I could hear it and just be like, yep, okay, go about my day. Uh, but it's not like that with everybody. So, uh, the older generation won't understand that. The people writing articles, quote-unquote, probably don't understand that, because it's, not a part of everyone's culture. That's us. That's kind of like our generation thing of like, yeah, we know that word. We get it. It's whatever. But uh, not everybody understands that. No, nothing. Yeah. Not everybody understands. It's like the whole, like the generational thing. It's like, okay, if now we understand that like people being desensitized to the word, but the old generation think, no, it's that you don't understand. It's extremely racist. It has a big past. But then there's other things like older people might think, oh, gay people shouldn't be be allowed to even exist. Right. While modern society has changed for the better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we don't, you know, like gay people should be together. Like, it's just change for yeah. a lot of that sort of stuff. Morality and like a lot of people, including... Subjective. No, exactly. It is subjective, subjective. And a lot of people who I've seen are offended haven't actually been... Like I, I, a lot of white people have been have been offended by it. Ugh. I've yep. noticed, and it's, and I think it's a, and it's like a lot of you know social justice warriors have mm-hmm. been offended because it's not. What's the word? Like it's not what, like you know what I mean? They just want to be. They want to be PC. They want to be politically correct. Yeah, the, and the, any like any word like that is just offensive to them. Yeah, it's it. I actually was planning on either recording today or possibly tomorrow because I haven't been able to. But my next video I planned on talking about uh, a lot of my opinions on social issues. And uh, I think my whole thing, philosophy on social issues, is that majority of people I've seen 
in today's society don't want to fix problems. They want to be the one that's right. And nobody wants to have a problem solved. They just want to be the bigger victim. That's what it boils down to. Either they want to be right or they want to be the victim. And that doesn't do anything. It doesn't solve anything. Because even if, uh, like, PewDiePie came out and was like, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm racist, I'm, I'm, a, I'm fucking, I hate black people. Wh okay, racism isn't over now that he has come out as a racist. It's still going to exist. Like, yeah, you, you called him out, okay, he, he's got no platform and his career is over. What now? It, it, you know, like, it's still going to be a thing. You just have to no. pick your battles, really. No, Ian, he's exactly right. One, like, I think he just made a mistake, and it was a really bad mistake, and, but what should the consequences of that mistake be? Should right. it just be losing a bit of his audience, or should he be banned from YouTube, or should he lose specific brand deals or whatnot? What should be the consequence for this? Yeah, so, like, okay, on that end, uh, I think it was a dumb mistake. I think he did do something really fucking stupid, especially being the top dog of YouTube. You know, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you do have some responsibility. Like, you have that as a as PewDiePie, you know? That's your responsibility to conduct yourself in a bit of a professional way to some degree. Uh, so... I would understand if there was a consequence. I think there should have been a little something, like a slap on the wrist, kind of like a, you can't stream for like a month or some kind of shit like that. I don't think it needed to get, you know, banned from YouTube or like anything. Like I think it just, a uh, temporary ban from streaming, maybe, on YouTube, that, that would have been fine. And he did apologize. And to me, it was a good apology. It was like, yeah, okay. He seems genuine enough. Like, oh, I'm ready to move on from it. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it should have been... It doesn't need to be harsh. Nah. Like, he made a mistake. Consequence needs to be there, but I don't think he needs to be punished that badly. One nah. thing I didn't really like was... So, did you see how the Overwatch... I think it was Overwatch. The... I think it was, like, one of the lead developers said that despite the fact that they're allowed to play the game and make money off it, he put a DMCA takedown on his Overwatch videos. Just because he said the N-word. Jesus. <laughs> I, uh, it's a little much. It's, but again, like like I said, I, I personally don't think it's that big of a deal. But I, I understand that I'm not the targeted like demographic for that word. So it could be said to me, and even if it was like a mean thing, it's mean-spirited. It really doesn't mean anything because I'm I'm not black, but to a black person that that can be a really harsh thing. And like and I get that like that word can be really embedded into your existence as a as a really harsh term, uh, and even just hearing it in any context could be really like jarring to your emotions. Uh, but it's it's kind of up to you uh, as an individual to rewire that because do you want to let that word have that much control over you and your feelings or do you want to try and move past it 
Yeah, that's exactly right. Like it's it's there's a, there's been a fair few people who have come out and said like even before all this PewDiePie stuff of him saying the N word, who have come out and you know they say N that the N word is just a word. Tyler the Creator is a big is a very good example. Mm-hmm. He said like the N word is just a word. And that's why he uses it in such a context. He uses a word that he... Not that he necessarily wants it to be, like, included in regular conversation in, and in... It's, yeah. like, you know, a regular thing people say. But he wants to people to... Or like, everyone to do, to not be sensitive to it. Because, obviously, it has some context. But, like, a lot of words... Ha- like, oh, sorry. Of course, it has history. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things have history. Do you know what I mean? It's a, It's not black and white. And it never will be black and white for a long, 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 long time. This has been On We Talk, a We Are On We production hosted by me, Matthew Winter. You can find more episodes of our show on iTunes, Spreaker, and Google Play, as well as on our website, onwe.tv, which is E-N-N-U-I dot TV, and at youtube.com slash onwetv one